You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. Come on, man. I mean, we're, we're 23 years old. I'm 28. All right, 28, whatever. It's the same thing. But I made nearly a quarter of a million dollars last year. Fuck. For what? I, I push numbers around my computer screen. A bunch of glorified crack addicts, really. They take that information, they pretend to understand it, and they bet it against some other jock halfway around the world who, you know, if he wasn't doing this, he'd be at an OTB somewhere, putting it all on number seven, you know? So I... At the end of the day, one guy wins, one guy loses. You do know it's a little more complicated than that, right? Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groove with Don. I am Tony Seen, of course. I'm joined by the other head bopper in the studio right now, the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth, a bona fide mensch, and a man who can blow a chauffeur with the best of them. Say lachayim to Los Thank you. That's my chauffeur impersonation. And, of course, every Groupathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, Paolo? My master canter. You're not grand like a I'm master. doing great. Oh, yeah, yeah. The master canter. So happy Pesach coming up at sundown. You have a season Pesach. I do. You know, so far, so good. As I said, my, my Pesach joke for, for this year. <laughs> the gut buster over there. And I think this year's, you know, they always come out with a new Christmas album every year. This year's Christmas. This year's Passover album, that's right. It's the Klezmaniacs doing covers of the police songs in their brand new CD, Haggadah de Blanc. Oh. Oh. oh no, that was for the other side. That was for the no, other side. Haggadah de Blanc. So, lots of stuff to get to today. Just, just so we're clear on something, I don't give a shit about Bill O'Reilly being boycotted by 60 or whatever. Well, oh, only 60? Only, yeah, mean, because just, you know why? Because they're not, they're, they're just not advertising on his show. They're still advertising the other 23 hours of the day on Fox. You right. want to boycott Fox, then we got something to talk about. We've got lots of stuff that actually does matter to get to today, including internet privacy being kiboshed in, in Congress in favor of browsing for the man. That's what I'm calling it, browsing for the man. Clarence Thomas hinting that he may be ready to come over from the dark side. Elon Musk's bloated wallet letting the sheriffs of Wall Street know that there's a new gunslinger in town. And yeah, it's that time of the year again when Jamie Dimon, yeah, he wrote us a letter. And that means I'm going to be here to justifiably bitch slap him for what he had to say in it. Plus, I've got an audio primer on how to better understand what President Trump is bloviating about at any moment in time. Of course, all of that is going to be placed with Tetris-like precision amongst the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air, including a drive groove where I'm going to give the drummer some. Yeah, baby! Just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. That means it's just past 8 o'clock in the Big Island. Aloha to the Kau crew. Just past 7 o'clock at night, Dublin, Lisbon, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. Yo, Gramsester Flesh, you about ready to tear the roof off the Seder? I'm ready. Then let us recline and get ready to dip, not just once, but twice. Because Hizzy has a hot shem in it, baby. Yeah, it's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
your weight on it. Uh, and a Prince Paul, bring me on and a Ayo Botch, bring me on and a Mad Money Murph, just bring me on and a Uh, just bring me on, yo. This is a world premiere and I'm here. A presentation beyond compare, so MC step to the rear as I break through. Girls say ooh and then skip to my loo. That means dancers I get smooth with. Poetic perfection that you can groove with. Just like a passenger, hover your fast in your seatbelt. Cause I'm about to start broadcasting the words of wisdom. So turn up the system, loud and clear. I don't want no one to miss one. Word to be heard, not the flirt or slurred of a third. Is that third? Only damage has occurred. As I break MCs like a lumberjack, ain't no coming back. You can't get none of that. I'm not the type of MC to be merciful. So if your name ain't Jermaine, take it personal. Cause like a vigilante, I'm gonna kill up any sucker MC that tries to withstand me. With the mic in my hand, I start flowing then. All competition, flee and start going in the other direction. Run for protection. Cause I can burn an MC like an erection. You're too small, kid. Don't get involved with the verbal form for the nation of Islam. Wisdom I speak makes your head nod. Sean, I got the power. And that's for being born to God. But many doubt my knowledge yourself. But they're just illiterate, so I don't consider it. Feeding off poison that's polluting their mind. And that's the reason I don't swine. I gotta maintain, accelerate my brain. And goddamn, it's hard being the cane. Give it to me. Come on. Come on. Uh. Give it to me. Give it here. Give it to me. Yeah. This is the proper way man should choose ink. But you're at your brink and your rhymes are extinct. Just like a dinosaur, but you never find no more. Cause mine keep selling a wax like some kind of whore. Let me inject this floor of electric currency for all the party people preferring me. It's spectating like a tourist. Cause you never saw this style of rap kicking like Chuck Norris. But this ain't kung fu. No, I just brought you a style. The pony and seeds will be young to digest when I manifest your adolescence. So sit back, relax, be glad you had a lesson. And this one's for your listening pleasure. Something for all the biting of seeds to treasure. Just like a diary for you to admire me. Before you put in the dead poet society. Cool as a draft, dropping math in a paragraph. And laugh as the rap, breaking half your whole staff. But many MCs were able to retreat, running like an athlete. But I got bad feet, so I don't chase you. Nor do I wait to face you. Nah, it ain't in my nature. I just rip shot, flip top, and watch MCs get dropped as I manifest in hip hop. Runs like a truck, but tough like a talker truck. And just like lightning, they struck down on all the toy MCs that annoy. That's how I build and destroy the poetic printer. Rough rhyme inventor with a groove so smooth you can't help but get into. So I'm advising competition to flee. Cause I can bake an MC like Chef Boy RD. Holding my own on the microphone. Cause I break bones just like sticks and stones. So let it rain, let it rain as I put them in pain. God damn it's hard being the king. Give it to me. Get up. Come on. Give it to me. Because here's the holocaust Above all laws and affecting all yours Cause I came to place a taste of basic grace A replace of race to waste without a trace My vocabulary will just have your very days in a maze So I fear no adversary That means competition They can't even touch this Even with ammunition Break out the gauge You're going to an outrage And I'ma still blow up the stage Cause this is a death threat But don't let your sweat get in the way of your vision Don't be missing when I get set To go on the rampage Start a one man rage Total destruction as I rip up the dance stage And leaving it ruined from the Damage that I'm doing to prepare the atmosphere as I put you in the move for the smooth operator to start this flow. And so I hush to crush the stomp the calm to try to get flying face to ace. I put them in place, proceed them, retreat them, defeat them, delete them, and beat them and eat them and all the rest of that good stuff. Cause I don't need them. Only one survivor can remain. And goddamn it's got to be the cane. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on. Give it to me. 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 Give it
to me. Give it here. Come on. Come on. Give it to me. Uh, put your weight on it. guess one of the reasons I'm here today is to tell you the whole Russian thing, that's a ruse. That's a ruse. And by the way, it would be great if we could get along with Russia, just so you understand that. Now, tomorrow you'll say, Donald Trump wants to get along with Russia. This is terrible. It's not terrible. It's good. We had Hillary Clinton try and do a reset. We had Hillary Clinton give Russia 20% of the uranium in our country, you know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nobody talks about that. I didn't do anything for Russia. I've done nothing for Russia. Hillary Clinton gave him 20% of our uranium. Hillary Clinton did a reset, remember, with the stupid plastic button that made us all look like a bunch of jerks. Here, take a look. He looked at her like, what the hell is she doing with that cheap plastic button? Hillary Clinton, there was a reset. Remember it said reset? Now, if I do that, oh, I'm a bad guy. If we could get along with Russia, that's a positive thing. We have a very talented man, Rex Tillerson, who's going to be meeting with them shortly. And I told them, I said, I know politically it's probably not good for me. Hey, the greatest thing I could do is shoot that ship that's 30 miles offshore right out of the water. Everyone in this country is going to say, oh, it's so great. That's not great. That's not great. I would love to be able to get along with Russia. Now, you've had a lot of presidents that haven't taken that tack. Look where we are now. Look where we are now. So, if I can, now, 
I love to negotiate things. I do it really well and all that stuff. But, but it's possible I won't be able to get along with Putin. Maybe it is. But I want to just tell you, the false reporting by the media, by you people, the false, horrible, fake reporting makes it much harder to make a deal with Russia. And probably Putin said, you know, he's sitting behind his desk and he's saying, you know, I see what's going on in the United States. They follow it closely. It's going to be impossible for President Trump to ever get along with Russia because of all the pressure he's got with this fake story, okay? And that's a shame because if we could get along with Russia, and by the way, China and Japan and everyone, if we could get along, it would be a positive thing not a Oh! 
photograph of the place he has found A block of flats with central heating I think we're going to Same building size 
Yeah, the poets of rhythm, baby. Funk from France. That is funky French stuff right there. Funky Train, that's from their analogy, 1992 to 2003. Great. So if you don't have that uh, CD, uh, it is an absolute must-buy. That's a must-own. There's should-owns. That anthology, The Poets of Rhythm, uh, 92 to 2003, an absolute must-own. Before that, one of my favorites, going out to my man Paul Page, and I was a big Genesis fan. Get Him Out by Friday by Genesis from Foxtrot, 1972. That's the original version of it. And I, I struggled. I struggled with... Uh, which version of this song to play and then determine that the remastered version from the original uh, was the one to go with. Peter Gabriel is absolute storytelling best. It's a really, you know, if you read the lyrics, it's interesting stuff. It's, you know, they, they talk about the uh, the Department of Genetic Control wanting everybody to be three feet taller so that they can fit twice as many people in the same building site. So, and of course, before that, yeah, how to understand Donald Trump. Because basically... What that what, what this guy did is he took his, his press conference and slowed it down. And what he sounds like is he sounds like every drunk guy sitting on a bar stool next to me at 3 o'clock in the morning. He, he added some slurring there, too. He did there was a little bit. Magic. But he did get one yeah. thing right, as I pointed yeah. out to you. He said the word nuclear correctly. Don't cough up anything un, you're going to need uh, later. It's a big giant flumble. <laughs> unlike uh, George W. Bush and Jimmy nuclear, Carter, nuclear, Carter, nuclear, nuclear, yeah, nuclear. But he said nuclear correctly. But other than that, that's that's literally that's a primer right there. That's like the cliff notes of how to understand Donald Trump. If you just relate to him as a drunk guy sitting on a bar stool next to you who's concerned about nothing but how he looks because he's so delusional because he's drunk. Right. That's how you understand it. Before that, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, it's hard being a Kane from Taste of Chocolate 1990 kicking off the set. Black Country Communion, the outsider from uh, their second release, BLC. Two came out in 2011. They got another one. I think they've got one in the hopper right now that they just finished. I know Bonamasso is on tour, so I think they've done the studio work. That's you know one of those super groups: Joe Bonamasso on guitar, uh, John Bonham's kid, Jason Bonham on uh, on drums, uh, Glenn Hughes uh, is doing the vocals, I think, and some of the bass on that, or and Derek Sherinian's on that as well. So interesting stuff there from Black Country Community. So. Yeah, we've only been away for two weeks this time. Did not have right? Been, no, back on okay, track. We're back on track. A couple of things I saw. I told you about this one. I spotted a uh, a new website. They're they're advertising on TV now. It's it's for um, vacation rentals, and it's the name of the site. I swear to God, this is not a joke. It is called Tripping dot com, and their slogan is "Find your happy place." Now. Do I have to bring my own shrooms, or will they have some there for me? I think they're dosing the water, baby. Joe Cool. That's it. Get that orange crud. Blotter. 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 Nah, I'm a shroom guy. Don't panic. It's organic. Don't panic. It's organic. Uh, let me see. What else caught my eye? We had some interesting stuff this uh, this week. Let me see what we have here. Um, no, not that one. I'm going to cancel that. because I guess it, this just took it off my screen. Where is it? Father and son killed in head-on collision after their cars crashed into each other while returning home. Alabama investigated Alabama. Mm. First things first, I'm very disappointed because I, I would have expected Florida. We should, be, we should be ruling the roost in the father and son drunk car accident yeah. department. Uh, oh, but apparently Alabama is really, you know, they're trying to get in there. Alabama investigators claim that alcohol played a considerable role. In a horrific head-on collision that killed a father and son that were driving separate vehicles. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, according to Alabama.com, Jeff Morris Brasher, 50, and Austin Blaine Brasher, 22, were both killed in a crash that occurred shortly after 4 a.m. on Saturday. Okay. You think alcohol played a bit of a part in that? Uh, a little bit. Neither I, was wearing a seatbelt uh, at the time of the crash. Oh. Because you want to know why? Because freedom, motherfucker. Right. Freedom. That, that's right. YOLO. I, I remember before the show I said, this is what happens when karma meets uh, evolution. <laughs> exactly it? it. Yes. Yes, you are exactly. You are spot on on that one. What else? Well, this one actually caught my eye for some reason. Um, the, the headline said, Musk trolls. Uh, where is it? Uh, Musk trolls shorts as Tesla's value hits record and passes Ford. Um, basically, what happened is that Elon Musk, the Tesla Corporation, has now surpassed Ford as far as market capitalization. What their the total amount of their public stock is worth. Right. They are now officially worth more than Ford. So they're now number two. GM's one, Tesla two, Ford number three. Michael, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. They, well, <laughs> yeah. At this point, they now are. Um, the uh, he, apparently uh, people were selling uh, Tesla short, and uh, Elon Musk made fun of them. <laughs> he went out Tesla there. makes shorts too. Yeah. What are they? Electric. Stormy weather in Shortville. He said. Uh, let me see their uh, their market capitalization surged to forty eight point two billion dollars, which is three point one billion dollars more than Ford. So Elon Musk, I still got to see now. Now I think he's got the dough to sponsor the show. Okay, a forty eight point two bill. I think he's there. I think he's just about. He's got the market capitalization to. You know, I've never seen him. I've never seen advertising. Have you ever seen? A Tesla? Ad. No, he he uses uh, what you know the organic advertising. Yeah, word of, of mouth, kind of like me in this show, right. <laughs> which is why I have almost nobody listening to it. But you know what? Those of you who do, I do the homework. Right, check out those ad. download numbers, buddy. That's hey, baby. Wrong. So uh, this one caught my eye because it's really this is just one of those things that just goes to show how much Republicans hate Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know there's that there's a line. From, uh, I can't remember what, uh, oh, it's uh, one of those uh, Aaron Sorkin things. You know, everybody's, everybody's Sorkinizing these days because, you know, uh, what is it, uh, proportional response. That was the thing. That's the you know, proportional response from an American president. But there's a line in there where she goes, how can, how can these people claim to love America and, and hate Americans? Right. Is the line. And that is actually a line from... Um, the lady who was uh, Theodore Roosevelt's, or no, uh, Franklin, FDR's first um, Secretary of Labor, and she was describing Robert Moses, and he, she said, he loves the public, but he hates people. Good line. Yeah, that's where Sorkin got it from. In case, in case you thought Sorkin was the smartest man on the block, no, he's great. I love him. Love his stuff. Okay? Love the, love the show Sports Night. That was his first show. He writes really great stuff for women. So, Senate Republicans just voted to take retirement accounts away from low-income workers. By a vote of 50 to 49, Senate Republicans have rolled back an Obama-era regulation that allowed states to create retirement accounts for low-income workers whose employers did not provide one for them. Okay? And basically, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the man who is now officially, Mm. he's now, if you think Trump's bad... That's nothing compared to what Mitch McConnell is doing to our, our yeah. great Trump's republic. Trump's just a selfish prick. Yeah. 
McConnell McConnell's conniving. Evil. He's, He's right. fucking at home twisting his mustache and hatching mm-hmm. a fucking plan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell claimed that the rule undercut private sector business under the guise of helping more people save for the future. It undercut a system of private retirement savings that has served millions of Americans very well for decades. The end result would be more government at the expense of the private sector. The truth is that the vote was really who about who the Senate works for. That's what it's about. Basically, what President Obama had done is he had put regulations in and new new regulations that said states were allowed, not obligated to. There, there's nobody's being forced to do this. Mm-hmm. They were just allowed to set up retirement accounts. For companies and individuals that wanted to do it, and they could do it through that state if the state chose to do it. Mm-hmm. What McConnell and the Republican, and it was straight party line vote, mm-hmm. straight fucking party line vote. And what the Democrats said was, or the Republicans said was, no, we don't even want to allow you to do it. You're not being forced to do it. Talk what? about a Aren't lack of the freedom. States, states Where's rights, the freedom? States rights. States rights. McConnell's right. a Confederate, so <laughs> shouldn't he believe in states' Unbelievable. rights? Unbelievable. Republicans have put up a single piece of legislation to help working, you know, they've, they've never, why on earth, Senator Warren asked, why on earth are they now voting to make it harder for cities and states to help their own citizens to save for retirement? Why? Three words, Chamber of Commerce, the Chamber of Commerce and Trade Associations for the giant financial firms have been fighting tooth and nail to kill these retirement initiatives. Basically, what the Republicans said was, we don't want to allow states to do it because that's going to take potential profits away from private companies, the financial companies that traditionally do this. Now, there you go. You got to love it. Republicans really looking out for you there. What else do we have here? Oh, this one was a classic. You want to know another way in which Republicans are going to fuck us royally? Senate votes to undo privacy rules to protect user data. Oh, oh, I've been all over Browsing for the man, baby. You are browsing for the man. Fourth Amendment. What? What? Unwarranted search and seizure. Pardon me. I want to be secure in my papers. That's exactly where your papers. You must show me your papers. Okay, I don't feel secure in my toilet papers right now. It's uh, literally what they've done is they've uh, the and once again straight straight party straight of course because straight there's the, party they're paid off paid line. off by the cable company. Okay, straight party lines. They're basically saying that your internet company can sell your browsing history to companies that to marketing companies so that they can better target you yeah. now. Their their point behind this, and and I'm going to tell you something. There's only one part of this that I I almost agree with, which is that that kind of information mm-hmm. could better be used for to send me stuff that I really would want. Okay, and I get and I get that, but you know what? I'd rather look for it on my own than have the, you out there hawking the, it to the highest bidder. The, the option is uh, up to you. You can you can browse Thank securely you. or not. You can opt to share that information or or not. And it, and it's not a big a deal when they're when they're using it for advertising purposes. But of course, right, you're opening I don't mind, the door to to everything. Else. I don't Law mind the algorithms on Facebook having pop up as I don't mind yeah, that. I get to use okay, Facebook sure. for free. I okay, and I'm okay with that. That's how I found the cool glasses. That is, those are margin. those are way cool. You get that Dr. Hunter S. Thompson thing going on with those. They're called mm-hmm. glacier glasses, actually. I used to have a pair of Varnays that looked like. Yeah, them. I had some with the side things, and I had no peripheral vision. They blocked everything out. It's one of those great I, stories I, about I how these I, perforated. I, I fell asleep in Central Park one day, and I had I had gotten brand new. And the Varnays are very expensive sunglasses, it's like a mm-hmm. hundred bucks a pair, and it's back in the eighties. 
And I fell asleep in Central Park, and somebody literally stole them right off my chest. Wow. Okay? And a week later, mm-hmm. my mother found a different style pair of Varnays in the backseat of a cab. Oh, I was so I got those. She stole them off of somebody's chest. No, she did yeah, yeah. right. Meanwhile, back to the internet. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm very upset about this. Uh, it was a whole sellout thing. Uh, they don't oh, care completely. about your privacy. And by the way, all these people. Oh, I, I use a VPN. I use a VPN. You know, I. You know, um, you could. It, listen, it doesn't matter if you can change the location. You know. Of, of where you are. These people think that they're safe and secure because they can make it look like their IP address is coming from Uzbekistan. Wonderful. You still have a, a bunch of other signatures on your computer, like your browser and everything, that identifies you as you, even if it shows that you're browsing from Uzbekistan. And, and, they, and they use every one of those identifying things to build a profile on you. And that's the problem because then the profile can fall into the hands of evil government, Right, evil law enforcement and marketers. This is about greed. Marketers is fine if it were only about right. marketers. I'm concerned but about what else. They but it's my it information. It's my information. If I decide to share it with marketers, by the way, it has a value. The cable company is selling it. Oh yeah, for money. If if my information Marketing has a value, pay me, motherfucker. Deal. Give me free. Give me free internet, and you can and you can look at all the porn I'm right, yeah. in real time. I don't give a fuck. Right. That's you know. Look. Stump fucked by an yeah. amp, you know, you know, midget, midget stump fucked by an amputee and shit like that. I want that private. I don't need you marketing other videos of midgets being stumped. It's going to come up on amputees. your Facebook, Facebook margin right there. Midget, <laughs> midget, midget stump, porn. midget stump. I direct porn. midget porn. <laughs> midget stump bestiality yeah, porn. A, so the other one, this one really kind of blew me away. Clarence Thomas questions legality of letting cops take innocent people's stuff. Now, let's just – I just want you to hear that sentence again. I'm going to read it again. Right. Clarence Thomas questions, questions. the legality mm-hmm. of letting cops take innocent people's stuff. Right. This is the only thing. Drugs are basically what he's talking about. This is one of those things where if they suspect that, you, that your booty is ill-gotten, that they right. can take it away and make you prove – that you got it legitimately. Sure. This is the only arena in which you are guilty until proven innocent. You have to prove your innocence when it comes to this stuff. That's how they, they confiscate. That's how come, mm. you know, out on that's how come right. the uh, Florida Highway Patrol, the FHP, is driving Porsches. Sure. You know, that's how they well, drive the forfeiture up. laws and they can for, they can they can uh they can confiscate your house. They can. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas sent a strong signal on Monday about his feelings towards civil asset forfeiture, a controversial law enforcement tool that allows police to seize cash and property from people who haven't been convicted of a crime and in many cases haven't even been charged. This is one of those yeah. things. There's no, a, they don't have to charge you. You Did you, in the movie, I'm not sure if it was in a movie, um, How to Make Money Selling Drugs, the, uh, the cop, mm-hmm. the ex-cop mm-hmm. from Texas who was talking about, we would just, we had that one part of the road, and we would, mm-hmm. you know, anytime we needed a new car, mm-hmm. we'd just start stopping people until we found somebody with a lot of money and take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Highway robbery. Holy fuck balls. In, in a one-line order, the high court declined to hear a case related to the practice. But in an accompanying statement, Thomas broadly questioned whether civil forfeiture could withstand legal scrutiny. Quote, the system where police can seize property with limited judicial oversight and retain it for their own use, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. has led to egregious and well-chronicled abuses, wrote Thomas. 
This is a man who never says anything. So at least he's writing stuff and making it public, thank God. I am skeptical that this historical practice is capable of sustaining, as a constitutional matter, the contours of modern practice. It's, uh, let me see, it's the 1996 Venice versus Michigan decision. Um, which is the case that is the legal precedent in most of this stuff. That's a 1996 Supreme Court case. Um, it was early statutes involving property related primary to piracy and customs. That's how it all started. And they've mm. taken the original law for piracy and customs about how to, you know, do you have anything to declare? No. Oh, apparently you do. And we're going to take that until you give us the money that you have to pay when bringing all this stuff into the country. And they take, took those laws and they made, they nationalized them mm-hmm. basically for a specific arena. This is how, like, we can't, we can't win the war on drugs. So let's see if we can bankrupt a few of the uh, soldiers. Right. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Now, I think I, is that it? That's, yeah. well, that's it. Well, they're going to enrich themselves. It's, it's highway robbery because by the Literally way, they're, confis- they're confiscating. If only, if only, which, which by the way, you know, uh, no due process or anything. So who cares if it is, uh, somebody, you know, carrying cash back and forth that, that got it. You still have to prove something. The burden of proof is still innocent until proven guilty. Not in But also they're confiscating money. The first time that I ever heard about this, and this has been going on for many years because oh, yeah. I was a, a young man, a teenager, something when 60 Minutes did a story about it when it was uh, a really? relatively new thing. And this was, this could have, this in the 80s at the, at the latest, maybe even in the 70s when I saw the first story on it. And they featured a, a uh, an African American gentleman who was oh. flying to, of course, yeah. who was flying to Chicago with Cass. He owned a nursery and he was going to buy some plants from someone who wouldn't. T- wouldn't take checks, so he had to fly to Chicago physically. He was had no way to get the had money to, to the, the man. He had to fly to Chicago physically to buy the plants and then arrange for them to be shipped uh, to him. Anyway, they, 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 they for some reason they singled him out to search him, and they found this cash and they confiscated it. And the story on sixty minutes that uh, you know uh, detailed how he had to go to court. To get his he money basically, back. To get his money back. He had to sue. The, the, there were no charges. He didn't have to prove that he was innocent because they never filed any charges at all. Right. He had to take them to court. Yeah, I wonder right. how much that cost him. Right, exactly. Basically, what they did is they just the, sucked the profits right out of him. So he did the entire deal for If you create now. a provision, if you create a, 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 a system where there's a financial incentive to do a thing, people are going to do the thing. Well, we're going right. to be talking to – you know what? It's interesting. That's where we're going to finish this off because – in the next segment, I'm going to be talking exactly about that. If you incentivize people, okay, to make money in a certain way and show them a methodology of making money without actually producing a good or service that has yeah. an underlying value to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. they're going to do that. Right. Why, why waste all that time working to produce something of value when you can just fictitiously produce it, which is at the beginning of the show, the first thing I played – and I've got a few more clips from the movie, from mm-hmm. Margin Call. So the guy says, he goes, you know what? We're glorified crack addicts. You push a bunch of numbers around on a screen. At the end of the day, one guy wins, one guy loses. Right. And showbiz, we call this teasing. That's right it. Now. That's a teaser. We're going to keep the groove going. Yeah, baby. Infectious grooves on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
I'd like to speak with the analyst who seems to stumble across this mess. Certainly. That would be Peter Sullivan right here. Oh, Mr. Sullivan, you're here. Good morning. Maybe you could tell me what you think is going on here. And please, speak as you might to a young child or a golden retriever. It wasn't brains that got me here, I can assure you of that.
Well, as you probably know, over the last 36 to 40 months, the firm has begun packaging new MBS products that combine several different tranches of rating classification in one tradable security. Uh, this has been enormously profitable, as I imagine you noticed. I have. Well, the firm is currently doing a considerable amount of this business every day. Now, the problem is that it takes us, uh, the firm, about a month to layer these products correctly, thereby posing a challenge from a risk management standpoint. But the key factor here is these are essentially just mortgages, so that has allowed us to push the leverage considerably beyond what you might be willing or allowed to do in any other circumstance, thereby pushing the risk profile without raising any red flags. What I'm guessing your report here says, and I, give me some rope here, that the figures your brilliant co-workers up the line ahead of you have come up with don't make much sense anymore. So, what you're telling me is that the music is about to stop and we're going to be left holding the biggest bag of odorous excrement ever assembled in the history of capitalism.
been able to figure out exactly what the, the end of this song. Okay, it's part of some movie, but I can't remember what what movie it's in. That was the Sneaker Pimps wasted early Sunday morning from becoming X. Their first uh, CD came out in '96. Yeah, Sneaker Pimps. I I played them before. They got that name because uh, they got it from the Beastie Boys, who had hired a guy to look for sneakers. Okay, I saw a, I saw an interesting documentary um, about DJ AM. I don't know if you're, you 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 should have heard of this guy. It's like the first guy that made a million dollars being a DJ. Okay, like he got no. a million dollar contract, twenty thousand dollars a month. You know, for or a week, for 50 mm. weeks to play. But he was one of these guys out in the West Coast someplace and, you know, got sober and then died and whatever. So, <laughs> Sneaker Pimps, there you go. Before that, a couple more. I had a couple clips from Margin Call, and I think it's interesting. I'll get into it a little bit later on. But what he's talking about is basically that's from 2008. Margin Call may be the best movie I've seen about the crash of 2008. And the thing about it is, is that at no point... Does the guy who, who did the movie, it's a guy named J.C. Chandor. He wrote and directed the movie. At no point does he pander to a viewer who doesn't know the subject matter. Okay? Every other movie that deals with a complex subject matter has that like obligatory scene in it where somebody explains what the fuck is going on. Um, the movie I sent to you, The Big Short. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your name in the bathtub? Yeah. Then uh, Anthony Boyd. Sure. Yeah. They have these little kind they of have ways. these little things. Yeah. So you, you know what's going on in this movie. That is never done ever. And what this guy is talking about, basically, what happens is the uh, a he's a, a an analyst. He's a risk management analyst. Mm. And what these guys do is they basically study historical patterns. Okay, of volatility levels. Okay, how volatile is any particular market? Does it have mm. big swings or does it tend to stay within a certain range? Okay, and what they did is they took a look at it and realized that they were, that they had been too leveraged up, which is what he's talking about. He's like, look, they're just mortgages. And so we've pushed the leverage on this. And they, they were levered up to mm-hmm. the tune of $8 trillion in paper. <laughs> Whoops! Mm-hmm. Whoops a daisy! And he says, he's like, the problem is we need to keep them on our books. And what they realize is that because the only way you can make a credit default swap, a credit default option, okay, which are packages of mortgages from different rating classifications, as I said before, AAA is the highest bond you can get. That's a AAA rated bond. And the lowest is B. And what these guys did is they would take everything from B, double B, triple B, a double A single A, and they put them all together into one tradable security. Okay, that's what a an MBS is, a mortgage backed security. And what credit defaults are is you're taking insurance against the security. You're betting that if the security fails, you get your insurance payment. Mm-hmm. That's that's how this market works. Okay, okay. And what these guys were saying is that. If the value of the current mortgage-backed securities that these guys were trading stayed on their books and went down by 25%, it would be greater than the current value of the company. And so at 4 o'clock in the morning, they have to have a a board of directors meeting, and they decide to dump it all in one day. It's really – if you get the chance to see a movie, see Margin Call, it really is – it's exceedingly well done. Some great actors in it, too. They have, there's some fabulous, fabulous cameos in it. Uh, Kevin Spacey, 
uh, plays one of the top guys. Stanley Tucci's in it. Uh, I'm writing what? it down. Yeah, Ma- I'll send it to you. I got it. Okay, I'll great. Stick yeah, it in put your it in the box. Yeah, absolutely, Margin Call mm-hmm. Musty. Before that, yeah, it's been 30 years uh, since Suzanne Vega came out with uh, Days. Well, actually, 30 years since she came out with uh, the Luca. Mm-hmm. You know, my name is Luca. That was 87. That song uh, that we played was Rusted Pipe, which is the Canal Street Revisited mix. Uh, mm-hmm. From Suzanne Vega, from Days of Open Hand, that was her third CD. Uh, Suzanne Vega, real Upper West Sider, uh, moved there when she, you know, she went to a Barnard. She went to uh, the School for Performing Assholes. Excuse me, School for Performing Artists. As a New Yorker, we, we so that's what we called them. After the movie Fame, nobody mm-hmm. ever liked that school again. That didn't go there. No, we, no, we, it's yeah, a horrible movie. We call burn we, the place down. <laughs> that's exactly it. for that. Another clip. From uh, Margin Call, one of the things that I liked about the movie is all the way through the movie, and this is one of those things that I noticed, is that each person who is the next step up on the uh, boss food chain mm-hmm. okay, has to have the pr- person below them explain what the fuck is going on, which is why the CEO goes, please, explain it to me as if I were a small child or a golden retriever. It wasn't brains that got me here, I can assure you of that. And what you <laughs> learn is that... The badass motherfuckers are salesmen. Okay. Salesmen who go for the throat, mm-hmm. who have no compunction about bankrupting their competitors in order to make sure that they survive or that they profit. It's, it's, I recommend it. Before that, yeah, from Nuggets, We the People, Mirror of Your Mind. That was a 45 released in 1966. Nice Orlando, Florida band going a little local there. That was, they had two hits. That was the B-side of one and kicking off the set. Infectious Grooves Therapy from the plague that makes your body move. It's the Infectious Grooves. That was their first album came out in 91. It's basically uh, Suicidal Tendency. Uh, they're funk bands. Uh, Mike mm. Muir and, uh, who else is in that band? I wrote this down. Oh, I didn't write that. But on that song, Ozzy Osbourne sings the chorus in that. Therapy! That's all you. Therapy! They just got him to scream, therapy. Okay, over and sure. over. Yeah, it's amazing that you can understand that's, it because back then, you know, track. he was like, he had his show and he was like, <laughs> I don't, I've got this video somewhere of Ozzy Osbourne saying a whole bunch of stuff and you can't understand any of it because he was pretty fucked up back then. So, yeah. Uh, Jamie Dimon wrote us a letter. My, my Jamie, he wrote me a letter. Jamie Dimon, uh, as most of the uh, uh, CEOs of big companies, they write an annual letter to shareholders. Okay. And they tell you what's going on. And me being the fucking geek dweeb fucking that I am when it comes to this stuff. I you know, and it's made public. This is public information. You can download the entire letter to shareholders. It's public because it's a publicly held company. And um the first thing that I noticed is that I wrote this down, I go, well for one thing he can't write worth a damn. The guy can't. He's a shit writer. But what what I realized was that reading this, the final version of it, it led me to believe that either his ego doesn't allow for the consideration of an editorial review or that his ego requires him to surround himself with overly compensated sycophants so fearful of getting booted off the gravy train that none would dare risk speaking truth to power. Sound like anybody we know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha ha he he ho ho! We should be so lucky that they come to take him away. So, what I started noticing was, and there were a couple of articles that came out because in February, um, homeowners cashing in 
on their new housing wealth. This is from, what's the date on this? March the 3rd. And the February numbers for what are called HELOCs, which are Home Equity Line of Credit. And if you recall, this is what led to the crash of 2008. Okay, people were getting homes and then pulling equity out of their homes. Okay, and they were so the mortgages were were dog shit. Right, that's how we wound up with that. As home values rise faster than expected, that increased homeowner wealth suddenly seems more enticing. It's showing up in big remodeling growth and higher profits for retailers like Home Depot and Lowe's. But it also serves as a warning sign. Ever since the epic housing crash at the end of the last decade, homeowners have been extremely conservative with their home equity. Even those who had money in their homes kept it there, fearing another downturn in prices. Now, as millions of borrowers come up from underwater on their home loans and many more see their home values jump sizably on paper, borrowing is back again. Oh, my. There you go. What do you think, uh, a HELOC volume is now up 21% in the last two years to the highest level since when? Hold on. What year am I thinking of? Oh, 2008. They are at the highest level since 2008. This is something we need to pay attention to. I brought up and should have simplified number a number of shows ago the what's going how how large the deriv and the derivatives market is mm-hmm. unregulated completely unregulated yeah and it was a number like quadrillion it was a number i i was like unfamiliar i didn't know how many zeros were actually in it didn't know how many zeros were in it. no idea and um that's part parcel of what's going on right now this is fake wealth okay to a certain degree what we're doing is we're pulling money out of one thing Incomes aren't rising as fast as home values, which means that people who are borrowing for their homes don't have the prerequisite money to pay it off as fast as the value of the home is increasing if they borrow against it. They're borrowing against the increased value of the home, even though their income isn't increasing. You're giving me that look. Yeah. Okay. Basically, Sounds like a recipe for a disaster. That's bit, yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what's going on. And Jamie Dimon writes his letter to shareholders. Now, Jamie Dimon is a piece of shit of the highest order. Um, and I wrote, and, and yes, I downloaded it and I read it. I read about the first 10 pages of it. And then, you know, slowly pulled the gun out of my mouth and said, no, not today, laddie, not today. And I wrote, Jamie Dimon just released his year-end letter to J.P. Morgan Chase shareholders. On page five, he writes, quote, if we buy back a big block of stock this year using analyst earnings estimates for the next five years, we would expect earnings per share in five years to be three to 4% higher and tangible book value would be virtually unchanged. What the fuck? This piece of shit is actually bragging, okay, about his desire and his ability, okay, he can do this, to increase the underlying value of the company, its stock-valued price, how many shares are out there, times the value per share is the value of the company, okay? He is He's basically saying he can increase the value of the company by making it harder to buy bits of that company because what they're going to do is buy back shares. 
Morgan Chase, J.P. Morgan says, Mm -hmm. what we're going to do is go to the open market like everybody else who wants to go to the stock market and buy shares. Mm -hmm. And they're going to buy them back and keep them in the company. And thereby, that means there's less shares available. What happens when you have supply and demand? Less supply. Price goes where? Mm -hmm. Up. Yep. Okay. And basically, he's saying, we're going to increase the value as opposed to making the tangible assets of the company more intrinsically valuable. Okay, I wrote, what fucking kind of fucked up fucking shit is this? He's openly admitting that his company's five-year profit structure of 10 to 50, he estimates that their profit structure for the next uh, five years should be, he predicts, a 10 to 15% return on investment, which is extremely good. Okay, what's his name who got jailed? Uh, for ripping off everybody, uh, the hedge fund guy, I can't remember his name now, but he's in jail. He promised 10% returns. Okay, you should expect 8% on the stock market. He's openly admitting that his 10 to 15% prediction per share is based on a plan to make J.P. Morgan Chase seem like it's worth even more than it actually is. Okay. When gas stations do this, it's called price gouging. But when this motherfucker does it, it's called free enterprise. There you go. Okay. What you have to understand is he's basically saying, and this is when you hear, um, you know, if you're watching one of these things and you say, so when such and such a company uh, did a big buyback, what they're doing is saying, we want to raise the stock price by making less of it available to purchase. Mm -hmm. And like any other product, the price goes up and down based on... What? Supply, supply and demand. And demand. Mm-hmm. So if they lower the supply and the demand stays the same, they can raise the price and raise their own because the people who own the most of this stock are who? Well, it's the people's company. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is just straight fucked up. Okay? I don't know any other way to put this, but no, that's I really don't. And I went into a whole bunch of shit that I'm not going to go into, but I will, I will ask you this. Because I I wanted to look up, what I did is I I wanted to do some research because I you know it's been a while since I've had to like go at things scholastically from an economics and mm. financial point of view, and I wanted to look up the meaning of intrinsic value, the intrinsic value. Now, on the one hand, you know what does the word mean? What does intrinsic mean? Well, it means to be based within. It's it's mm. actual substance right the actual substance of something intrinsic value but if you look at intrinsic value on go ahead and uh wikipedia that thing there are a whole bunch i wrote down here are the subcategories the derivatives if you will of intrinsic value on wikipedia and it's page after page after page after page but the one that stuck it stood out for me there's something called i can't i wrote down what the fuck is this it is called Mm -hmm. a power reverse dual currency note Yes. That sounds like a right. sex wrestling move. What the fuck is it? Okay, it's 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 basically, you know what it is? It's got to do with currency. Look, I'll tell you something. I read it like three times and still, I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what it is. And like, I'm into this shit. Okay? This is all about how people, we were talking about this earlier and you were saying that we made a decision as a species long ago that might shouldn't be right. Right. Okay. Yeah. On Just a, because you have the physical, ability, physical ability to right. take, because that was the, our original form of government. Big man calls all the shots. Right. And we said, if no, that's killed, wrong. Right. My my aunt 
is one of the world's foremost authorities in medieval <clears throat> politics. And I remember writing her an email going, really? Because under, I was always under the impression that medieval politics was, we don't like your politics. We come in and take the country. That's what medieval times yeah, were. Yeah. We just, you know, come in, rape, pillage. Victor goes spoils. Have sure. a nice day. It was just the, this strong man against that strong man. This strong man and his strong goons right. against that strong man and their strong goons. Well, Nobody had any rights. Weak children, old women. Right. Well, yeah. that's what we now have, except the strength is no longer comes from your yeah. fist or the barrel of a right. gun. It comes from your wallet. It comes right. from your ability right. to be able to do things that the average person can't because – I can't invest in a fucking power reverse dual currency note. Yeah, I can't invest in that. Me either. If I even if I knew what one was, was, that's the whole thing, though. These guys have invented what I refer to as Wall Street's version of pie gal poker. Okay, there was regular poker, and then somebody else came up with another way for casinos to make money at a poker Mm. style game. Yeah, that's what these guys are doing, and that's why at the beginning of to show mm-hmm. what this guy said. He goes, we're just a bunch of glorified crack addicts. We're putting it all in number seven. He's right. We're pushing numbers around. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, one guy wins, one guy loses. That's what these guys are doing. There's no, it's all being described as a way to hedge their their actual investments. Mm-hmm. You know? And they've taken the futures market and literally bastard, they, they've fucked it up to the point where most people don't know what's going on and even the people in it don't know what's going on and we're we're getting back there again because mm-hmm. they got rid of the uh the what's you know the the uh who's the uh the gay congressman from Barney Frank. Yeah, yeah, the Dodd Frank. Right. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. They 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 want to turn back Dodd Frank. They want to get rid of these regulations on Wall Street and let these guys run amok. Now, how many times do we have to see these guys fuck up the entire world and of course at the end of it you know, who gets left, who who pays for it? Not mm-hmm. them. Right. They don't pay for it. They profit from it. They profit from fucking up the entire world. And there's a scene in Margin Call where the CEO goes, it's not it's not bad and it's certainly not new. And he rambles off every year. Okay? 1837, 1797, 1897, 1897, 1837, 1857, by the greed of Wall Street. They're not caused by a downturn in manufacturing. They're not caused by any any of these these other extraneous factors where we go to the culpability tree and pluck the lowest hanging fruit. Okay. The sweetest the sweetest fruit is always on the top branches. And we never want to take the time to go up there and get the motherfuckers who are really responsible for mm-hmm. this. And it's Jamie Dimon and his whole crew. Yeah. And he's basically admitting and saying to shareholders, here's how I can make you richer. We're not going to go out there and invest money in something to create something. We're not going to take a look at futures markets or stock markets or buy more stuff for our company to make uh, to make our holdings greater. We're simply going to make it harder for people to buy shares so that the share price goes up and you profit. So if you can hang on to those shares, they're going to be worth more whether or not we do jack shit other than buying back the stock. And that's wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong about this. And 
Pay attention, folks. They're doing it again. They're, that's why I wanted to say this. I know it's complex. I think I, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. too out, outside the box, was I? No, I don't know. My eyes started to glaze over. So I mean, <laughs> look, I'm doing as much of the homework as I can for you guys. All right, you want your eyes to glaze over? I got a 53 page oh. letter to shareholders right here with graphs and charts and poorly written. You know, no, we're 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 getting fucked. To see, the, those of us who don't understand the details do do know at least that much. We're we're getting fucked, right? But the, that's the thing. <clears throat> Life is in the details, and even though we know we're getting fucked, we can't figure out what to do about it because they've made it so complex, and they made it. This is intentional. How to make something so complicated that people just say, ah, pff, "Fuck it, fuck it." I, you know uh, what? I'm going to go build a. I'm going into my garage. I'm going to build a, a. You know, I'm going to build a table for my kids. The only solution that I, that I can see, and it just so happens that in my case, my 401k was wiped out during the divorce. It got liquidated, so right. that, you know, so that she could take it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, we 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 the people who uh, invest the 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 greater population need to find a way to invest that doesn't involve those assholes. Right, and this is one of those things that Congress did. Congress yeah. said, no, we want, we, we're not going to allow you to have a choice in investments that the state could, that your individual state could set up mm-hmm. based on you getting together. This is one of those things where I would love to see a company figure out a way to do this for individuals that, a company that is, that is not, that like literally says, we're going to explain how all this works and we, we're mm-hmm. going to give you 50 different options. Tell us what you, you think is best. We're going right. to give you our best advice. We do not work for for a bank. Mm-hmm. We don't want commission. And you know what? We don't even want commission. We're a flat fee. Commissions are where the problem is, because that's how this. That's how we got fucked up in 08, and That's how we're going to get fucked up again because these guys are going to continue to do all this business mm-hmm. because they're making fat commissions. Okay, flat yeah. fees for some of this stuff would would solve a lot of problems. But once again, Republicans are like, no, 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 no. We don't want to give the individual. More options, more. What was the word I was looking for? Hang on. Yes, now I know what it is. Freedom. Oh, freedom, freedom to choose, freedom to, you know. God have mercy. What was it? Uh, the, 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 you know, it, it, it stifles. We're, we're stunting our own ability as a country. That's what they were saying. You know, when we, we put this kind of stuff in, we're just, we're hindering ourselves. We're, mm. you know, as, as individuals, we, we should be stronger than that. Hey, you know what? I don't know how to do electrical work. It's why I hire an electrician. Right. <laughs> you know? No, you should go out and learn electrical work on your own. I'm sorry. I don't know how to be a carpenter. Right, when I was no, auto mechanic. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, yeah, you know, it's one. It's one of those scenes I liked in a movie, uh, Unforgiven, where uh, Hackman's building his house. And one of the guys who's uh, like a deputy comes back, and the guy goes, "You're in a straight angle on the whole thing." I mean, he may be a good sheriff, but guy can't build a house worth damn. Where she goes, <laughs> and and they go over to talk to him, and it's like it's leaking everywhere. Yeah. He's got like twenty buckets in the house. Hey, he's a great sheriff, but you know what he isn't? Yeah, he's not a good home builder. He's like, not a straight angle in the whole place. I thought that was funny, funny. man. Yeah, but he guy. So, look, keep an eye out, folks. Okay, keep an eye out because they're doing it to us again. They're trying to do it to us again. Yep. And you know what? We're going to pay for it again. And, and Trump is the perfect part. This is, this is what I was talking about with the uh, distractions distracting us from the distractions that were distracting us from mm-hmm. the original distraction that distracted us from what they originally didn't want us to see, which is that people are profiting while we're looking the other way. 
Yep. Okay? And we're not paying attention to that because all of a sudden, the outer Petroiska doll, okay, mm-hmm. is us, you know, sending missiles into Syria, which did absolutely no good, by the way, apparently. They, no, we bombed a plane, uh, yeah. a hangar. They they got tipped off and evacuated I, everything, and we're using I the base the next day. I wrote an entire thing on why, and I'll be right. I'm I'm literally putting together an entire thing right now. I wrote that this is actually worse than the uh, than the proverbial dog catching the car. I'm trying to remember what I wrote yeah. about. Yeah, it's like uh, this is like the dog basically passing the car. Yeah. Okay, and then realizing there's no car in front of him to chase mm. anymore. So what he does, he slows down, turns around, looks for the car he was chasing, gets run over by it. Yeah. That's what's happening to Trump right now because people are like, you know, the dog, that was they were talking about with uh, health care. It's like mm. the dog catching the car. Now they have no. to do it and they can't do shit. Well, guess what? It's worse than that. It's now worse than that. He's going to get run over because Trump is not in charge. No. No, and, and no single person clearly is. Yeah, Everybody- and that's that's <clears throat> a problem. That's, You've got all these all these barons and fiefdoms and uh, well, barons is son. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, but, well, um, but yeah, you know, everybody's do. everybody's jockeying for position, and everybody it's nice to see everybody Bannon just looks do, like he's on the way out. Well, I don't know about out, but he's certainly been uh, bit slapped diminished. around. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look, I'm taking my silver linings where I can fucking get him these days. Sure. They, they well, have. yeah, he's being usurped by Jared Kushner. Okay. Uh, the cushionator. That's, that's better Kush, somehow. Man. Yo, Kush. Yo, Kush. Yeah. What's up, Kush? Yeah. Hey, Kush. You know, because he could potentially do more damage because at least Bannon was obviously crazy to everybody, but Jared Kushner has that veneer of uh, normal. Sano, like, yeah, he's like, like he, he he's looks, about to take a bath like on a human. 666 Fifth he, Avenue, yeah, by he, the way. He's human-shaped. My mo- I remember Damian. my mother telling me that she actually – because that, that building's been around for ages. It's a prime – uh, real estate place. There's a bar there called Top of the Sixes. Okay. Yeah. My uh, my mom was telling me about a date she went on there many, 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 many years ago. Top of the Sixes. It's six 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 Fifth Avenue. You know, six six six, the number mm. of the beast. You know what six six eight is? That's the neighbor mm. of the beast. Oh. Thank you very much. Guess what we're gonna do? Groove, we're gonna I continue hope. with the groove here. Yeah, baby. We started with infectious grooves. Now we're going to the flaming groovies on the Groovadon on SoFloRadio.com.
more time. Oh, will you say it just one more time now? Oh, will you say it just one more time? Hey, hey. I said, hey, hey. I said, hey, hey. do this with your life you have to believe you're necessary and you are people want to live like this and their cars and their big fucking houses they can't even pay for then you're necessary the only reason that they all get to continue living like kings is because we got our fingers on the scales in their favor i take my hand off when then the whole world gets really fucking fair really fucking quickly and nobody actually wants that they say they do but they don't they want what we have to give them but they also want to you know play innocent and pretend they have no idea where it came from. Well, that's more hypocrisy than I'm willing to swallow, so fuck. Fuck normal people.
How about that, boys and girls? Huh? You don't get that kind of funk every day. That is Larry Graham, who was the bass player from Sly and the Family Stone, doing, of course, thank you for letting me be Mice Elf, if you ever look at the uh, spelling of it. That is live from B.B. Kings in New York with special guest Prince on guitar. You can hear the crowd in the background there. Woo! Yeah, and he walks on the stage, like, as they start the song, they're, they're going into it, and then he walks on. Larry Graham, of course, from Sly and the Family Stone, also Graham Central Station, you know, the inventor of bass slapping. Before that... Black Uhuru doing Utterance, Sly and Robbie produced. Uh, best lineup of the band was that Black Uhuru's going through a number of permutations, but the Sly and Robbie uh, stuff that they did. And I actually saw Black Uhuru on that tour with mm. Africa Bombada and Soul Sonic Force opening for Ooh. them. That was at the Palladium. I went to that. I got invited to that by the son of the guy who was managing the band Kiss at the time. He uh, was living in my building, had an extra ticket, front row. It was a dance. It was a dance concert. So downstairs to play him, there were no seats. But mm-hmm. in the first level, we had front row seats in the first level. So sit down and watch the whole thing. It was great. So I got to see uh, Sly and Robbie doing all that stuff. It was a really good show. That was an excellent show. Before that, yeah, a little more margin call. You have to believe you're necessary. You have to believe you're necessary. It's perfect what this guy says. He goes, you know what? Yeah, there's an interesting thing with this, this poor kid, the kid who goes, you know, I made almost 250000 last year, and he finds out he's about to get fired, and he turns to the guy who's like the second in command of the company in a bathroom at one point. He goes, you know, this is all I ever wanted to do with my life. And the kid, the, you know, the, the CFO turns to him and goes, really? <laughs> Kicking off the set. Yeah, baby, rock and roll. The Flaming Groovies love have Mercy from Super Snaz. That was her first CD. came out in 1969. You know what? We've talked enough about bullshit, so it's time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. Dave, the entire ASE certified crew there. If you've got a internal combustion engine, Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where you want to take it. Absolutely the place you want to take it. Of course, you have an internal combustion engine. You're going to be, uh, well, you're going to be like the dinosaur any day now, God willing. Not soon enough. Not soon enough. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlo Groovathon. You will see a list of every show I've ever done with a link for that show so you can either listen to it or download it for free at any time every single show and above each link is a list of all the songs played on that show so you can see every song i've ever played and pick out your favorites at the top of that list you're going to see a now properly with all spelling done correctly groovy without the extra e took me it only took me six months to spot it though the that, e was for excellent the, that was like, <laughs> leave off the last S. that's like a um, mattress you know leave off the last s for savings right <laughs> m-a-t-t-r-e-s 1-800-m-a-t-t-r-e-s leave off the last s for savings well we left the e out there's an entire description there and there is a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link. It'll take you right to their site. Very easy to get to. Just off 95 in Atlantic. 60 seconds off the highway there. Mention the Groovathon, and there is a discount. Absolutely Groovathon approved. Like I said, Precision Auto Works. In Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. 
It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. And for this drive groove, baby, yeah, I'm going to give the drummer some. We got a little stuff in here, not just shredding, but some pounding as well. We're going to kick it off with one of the greats, Clarence Gate, Mouth Brown, live from the Maple Leaf Bar in New Orleans. This is a fantastic version of a song called Pressure Cooker on the Drive Groove on SoFloRadio.com. Thank you. 
have runaway train Steve Morse from coast to coast. Love that guy, man. Can't go wrong with little Steve Morse. There. Before that, this is one of those songs. You know, I said I wanted to give the drummer some, so we had a little, little, you know, some some drum solos and it's something I don't normally do. The Thielman Brothers. That is called Rolling Rock. It is live from a, a TV show from Europe from the early '60s. This band, the Thielman Brothers, T I E L M A N. Okay, they are actually uh, from the Netherlands, and they were originally from Singapore. And I basically got into this because I was looking at a book uh, I kind of came across called American Studies in a Moment of Danger by a guy named George Lipsitz, not Lipschitz, Lipsitz, because, you know, the old Mm. jokes, if you're Lipsitz, my ass talks. But what he does is he basically takes a look at how the influence of American music around the world based on America's military action over the years and how our soldiers have gone around the world and then they bring their musical taste with them. That gets injected into the local community. And then what happens? You know, all the uh, the ships coming over to Liverpool. That's how they got their first electric guitars, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's why, you know, Liverpool was such a great place for music because the uh, the ocean liners were coming over there with soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing electric guitars, which they didn't have in England at the time. But this Thielman stuff is really, really interesting. Uh, if you ever get a chance, take a look at them. They're originally from Singapore. And these are the guys, there's some videos out there of them. There's not a lot of info on these guys. But these are the guys that were like, if you watch the Stray Cats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. with the spinning stand-up bass and changing instruments in the middle of the song, it's, these guys that do that, throwing instruments around, mm-hmm. it's a show. And... As you can hear, these guys are no slouch on the instruments either. Before that, John Petrucci, Jaws of Life, suspended animation. That's from 2005. Yeah, double shot of Dave LaRue on bass. He plays bass for John Petrucci on that album. And, of course, he's the regular bass player for Steve Moore. So he's also on Runaway Train and kicking off the set. One of the all-time greats. Clarence Gatemouth Brown, that is Pressure Cooker, live from the Maple Leaf Bar in New Orleans. I played stuff by him. He does, uh, he's got a uh, great CD that he came out with. I played something from it. He did a CD with Roy Clark called Making Music. And I played, uh, I believe, uh, J.H. Boogie Okay, from that a while back. So those are two. Those are two uh, shredders in their own right, right there. Hey, happy Pesach. I have a season Pesach. Happy Pesach, everybody. Enjoy the uh, the crackers and the bitter herbs. I'm enjoying the maror, of course. We need to remember yeah. the bitterness. And, you know, yeah. we have uh, – we dip not once but twice. We sit in a reclining position. Manishtana halala hazeh. There it is. Manishtana, baby. You got to love that stuff. Hey, man. We did it. Where we come in at? 420? 4.20. Look what time it is. It's 4.20. Ding, 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 ding. Shout out to my man Paul out there. Punishing himself by not simply listening to the show, but having to watch us as well on SoFloTelevision.com. Hello. I know there's one thing that Paul definitely liked, okay? okay. Forget about all the bass stuff because he's a bass player. Mm. But I know he loved the Genesis. He's a Genesis fan, okay? He liked the Genesis. Mm. He liked that stuff. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back in two weeks, and I'm going to try and do the exact same thing again. Just a little teeny bit better. Yeah. But I'm I'm all ready, man. I'm ready for my matzah bride for the next couple of weeks. I got mm-hmm. I got yeah. I missed the shmura matzah, as it's called the uh, the shmura matzah from the guys out in uh, Crown Heights in uh, Brooklyn. They would make it, and then they would they when it was still wet, they would hang it. It's mm-hmm. circular, and they would hang the matzah to let it dry and stuff like that. So I would go out there and see my mom's cousins Ben Cian and stuff, and 
There's always it's a big party. Pesach is you know it's yeah. party time, baby. Celebrating our uh, our flight from uh, enslavement. Now, a lot of time in the desert there. I guess that explains why you know we're always so nasal. It's that dry air. Anyway, yeah. What are yeah. you gonna do? In any event. As always, we're going to, what am I finishing off with? Oh, of course. Of course. Desmond Decker, the Israelites, because they wake up in the morning looking for breakfast so that everybody can be fed, which is what we want. Yeah? Yeah. Nobody should be starving in a world with so much food. Nope. All right. As always, we're going to come back in a couple of weeks. Love you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for downloading and listening to the show for myself. And the master canter, Gramps Master Flash Lost. <laughs> As always, it is aloha and peace. Happy Pesach, Mom. Get up in the morning slaving for bracer so that every mouth can be fed. In the morning, sleeping for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed.